0: episode 154. Hi, welcome to my mom's show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide Podcast. My name is Julia Husher and I'm so thrilled that you're joining me here today. If you are a regular listener, well, welcome back. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to this amazing club where these women, you don't understand, the women who have been on the show, the women who listen to this show, they are amazing. And you don't know that yet because this is your first episode, but... If you check out some of the episodes, you will soon see that you are in this incredible club with the most amazing women. Anyway, wishing you a very warm welcome. Today's listener shout out goes to Chevy07, who wrote, whenever I'm struggling, in brackets can be often... I always feel better once I've listened to an episode or two. Listening to other mums share their stories helps so much. Sometimes it reminds me that it could be so much worse and if mums can get through what they've been through, then I can certainly keep standing back up when times are tough. The other side is it just reminds me that there are just so many of us on this path continually striving to do better in life and thrive as a single mum with 99% of my friends being married having this connection with other single moms is an absolute godsend thank you julia for all that you do and for continuing to bring other amazing moms on to share their story keep them coming oh my goodness thank you so much for that lovely lovely review It's so true. Aren't we lucky to just have the most amazing mums on this show? If you haven't listened to last week's episode and the episode from the week before, episodes 152 and 153 with Amy, definitely check those out. And the next incredible single mum story that I have coming for you will be episode 157. And that single mum has another just such incredible story and I can't wait for you to hear it. If you have been a long time listener and you do love the podcast, I would love for you to pop on over to whichever platform you listen and rate it. You know, all you have to do is tap the stars and if you have time, even writing a review. And if you're listening to this episode right now via the Single Mother Survival Guide website, I encourage you to head over to the Apple Podcast app if you do have i if you do have an iPhone and then you can subscribe to this podcast and you will never miss an episode. It's amazing. It just pops up. It's incredible. Pops up into your little library and um, there you go. It'll be there. Ready for you to listen to it when you are ready and ready for you to pick it back up if you take a pause and you know need to do something such as cook dinner as we do with single moms or go to work or whatever it is anyway thank you so much for doing that and I'd be super grateful if you could spend a few minutes just rating it and running a review it makes the podcast easier for new single moms to find so that's why I really encourage it and that's why I just I'm so grateful for all the the recent reviews because yeah it just it brings new single moms to the show and I want them to get that same feeling I want them to realize that there's just so many of us around and they're not alone so thank you so much Okay, it's time to get into this week's episode. It's an Ask Julia episode. I know these episodes are very popular. Uh, Keep in mind, you know, these are my thoughts. This is not, I don't know everybody's scenario and what's going on and Please don't take on board everything that I say. You know your situation. Every situation is different. The best thing you can do if you're not sure is go and speak to a psychologist. Go and speak to a lawyer. You know, you, you need to look after yourself and do what's right for you. These are simply my thoughts on, um, on the situation. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, the first question. Okay, the first question is good afternoon julia i love listening to your podcast i'm really glad that there's something for those just starting the single parent process and those like me who've been doing it for a while a little background i have three boys 16 14 and 7 my youngest son's biological father who i divorced about five years ago is not in the picture the older two's dad who i divorced about 12 years ago is pretty much all he's known Their dad picks up all three together and doesn't treat him any different, which is great. He's even talked about adopting him until he found out he'd be asked to pay child support to help. Anyway, their dad now has another son who's about one. I'm really struggling with resentment and hostility towards him because of the way he treats the new child. He was even bragging to me that he picks his child up every Monday since he doesn't have to work. He also pays her support just like he's supposed to because she's trying to get his rights taken i was shocked and asked him to please not tell his children any of that he hasn't paid any child support since last year he hasn't helped with the braces which he agreed to pay or even had any kind of regular scheduled pickup i'm tempted to try forcing only scheduled visits again like our divorce decree says but i feel that only hurts the boys when I try to force the schedule years ago, it resulted in him not ever picking, up, picking them up because he isn't on time and other priorities dictate his schedule. Any help, guidance, suggestions, thoughts would be greatly appreciated. I just don't know what to do. I thought I was past hating him and had finally accepted, though not happily, that he will not change. Right. Okay. I've got a few thoughts about what you've written. Right. So I'll just dive right in. First of all, I'm so glad you love my podcast and thank you so much for listening. You know, it's so hard and it sounds like, you know, you have been a single mom for a while. You're you're doing your best and you should be really proud of yourself for doing what you're doing. You've done it twice. It's not easy. Um, Okay. There's a few things that I wanted, that I, I don't know, my thoughts, I guess. I find it odd that he's bragging to you about The fact that he picks his child up every Monday since he doesn't have to work either he's trying to make you look at how great he is like could there be the potential that he's trying to get back with you I don't know I mean it's odd that he's doing it with this child and not you know your children together but it just seems very strange to me that he's bragging to you about that given that he's not doing that with your kids It could also be that he's trying to show you that maybe he is kind of wanting more to do with the kids. And, um, you know, he's like, look, he's kind of using his other child as an example of like, look at me, look out, look at what I'm capable of kind of thing. I mean, I don't know men who can figure them out, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. The other thing that I thought was interesting is that you said that he pays child support um, like he's supposed to with this new child because she's trying to get his rights taken to me. it I mean, I don't know the story, but he could be kind of like walking all over you. I don't know. Maybe he feels like you wouldn't do that. And I know you said that you tried to do it a few years ago or years ago. Maybe he just doesn't take you that seriously. You know, which is pretty unfortunate because obviously your kids are it's very serious to you. But maybe he thinks that you that you are kind of I don't know. Maybe you are talking, but you wouldn't follow through on anything. And you know, it to me it sounds like that is the case because you are scared that if you do try to force something, that he that he won't ever pick them up. Basically, I guess you have two choices. You can either accept it for what it is and not do anything, in which case you're going to have to flip your mindset around because if you keep telling yourself that it doesn't seem fair and, you know, you're you're going to at the end of it only be hurting yourself and giving yourself that negative energy by focusing on what he's not doing rather than focusing on what he is doing, I guess. Of course, the other choice is to try and talk to him and even enforce that schedule that you did years ago i mean it was years ago he might have changed who knows you know maybe he thinks that you will never do it again but basically either i think you accept it or you try to do something about it i think it's really shit that he's not paying child support i would be enforcing it if 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 it were me and i do My ex hates me for it. But at the same time, I'm like, you are the father. Like, you have to be financially responsible as well. I just can't do everything by myself. You've got three kids. And at the end of the day, you need to think about what's in their best interest. So I don't know what that looks like for your situation. Is that trying to enforce the schedule? Which, like you say, if he decides to back off, then maybe that isn't the right thing. But at the same time, I think... If it were me, I'd be trying to be quite firm about what I expect and always bringing it back to the kids that, you know, there's this whole thing. Guys think they're paying you money. It's not for you. It's for the kids. Raising kids costs a lot of money. It's ridiculous. It's insane. So I would be reminding him that the, the financially he is responsible and it actually infuriates me that so many men get away with this because this, you know, a breakup affects our life so much. We are not going to walk away from our kids. We are not just going to go, okay, uh, I'm not paying for this. Like, we don't have a choice. So it, I find it really sad that, that guys can just kind of get away with just not contribute, contributing at all when we are trying to do a million and one things. So yeah, I guess if it were me, I would probably be trying to enforce that child support I'm not sure where you are, but if you're in Australia, you can go through child support and kind of get them to enforce it for you so that you don't actually have to deal with that. You know, they just take it out of their pay. That's what I do with my ex. I don't want to have any conversations with him about money and do any sort of form of private collection. It wouldn't work. He wouldn't pay. So that's just what we do. He doesn't like it. I don't care. I really don't care. It's what's best for our daughter. So, and that's what's best for her. And I would personally try to enforce the schedule and see what happens. I mean, you can, if it doesn't work and he backs off and you really, and you feel devastated, like change it back. Like at the same time, you are entitled to your life and it's really hard to kind of plan anything for your life as well if there's no kind of regularity to it. So I don't know. I think it's important for you as well to kind of know what's going on, but Anyway, it's just my, these are just my thoughts. And of course, like I said, I don't know the whole story. So just some things to think about, I guess. Okay. My next question came from Instagram and it said, would you expect your daughter's father to inform you if he got engaged, moved in with someone, got married, etc.? Is this stuff my business if our daughter stays with him sometimes? I mean, I know, but not because he told me. I'm asking you because I see you don't even get to speak to your daughter when she's with her dad. Is this just the crap we have to put up with? So this person asked me this on Instagram and um, I asked her if I could use this as an example because it's something that actually comes up all the time. She said that uh, he's booked the wedding and hasn't told her about it and she's found out from his sister and she doesn't know whether she should say something or just wait for him to tell her. I find this stuff just crazy that, you know, guys don't do this. I think it's ridiculous. I think I would hope, (laughs) I would hope that my ex would tell me, not because I care, but because I'd like to be able to explain to my daughter what's happening. And I mean, she's quite mature with what's gone on in her, you know, short life so far with what she's had to go through with her parents. But It is something like, I'd hate to drop her off in Perth and then suddenly, you know, her dad's got a new wife. It would be a little bit confusing. So I would hope that he would tell me just so I could prepare her, I guess. But the reality is, uh, I don't think my ex would either. And um, I think... I don't know, he's a very bitter person and he's told me before he was never going to repartner because look at what I've put him through, you know. It's all my fault apparently and I think this is sad. It's very, very sad for him because you just can't let any situation just affect your life like that and at the end of the day, I think the only person that he's hurting is himself but that's not what we're talking about. I think um, I think it's completely reasonable for you to expect to be informed about something like that, especially if your child has regular contact with their you know other parent um ideally yeah ideally we all want to have a great communicative co-parenting relationship where we can have these conversations with each other let's turn it on its head maybe is a good way of looking at it too because i think sometimes we expect a lot from our exes but then maybe we wouldn't be comfortable doing the same thing so i've been in a situation where i've had a boyfriend for 6 months And I haven't said anything because I knew that it would result in making my life an absolute living hell. And I thought to myself, I'm going to tell him. I was actually very close to telling him until this guy ghosted me. That was the guy that ghosted me. And um, I was close to telling him because I'd had the conversation with my boyfriend. I thought we were both on the same page. We were talking about moving in together. I didn't want my ex to turn up to Sydney and go, oh, by the way, I have a new boyfriend I live with. I wanted to tell him as well to give him that respect, but only when it gets to a certain point where it's quite serious, I guess, because you don't want to be telling your ex-boyfriend every time you have a new boyfriend, Like, especially if it's not really affecting them at all. Like, yeah. Anyway. So look, I think it's I think it's totally reasonable to expect it, and um, I think in an ideal world we all would talk about that kind of stuff with each other. But of course, there's other stuff to take into consideration. I I would be um, if it were me. Um, In your situation, I'd be kind of probably making a joke about it to try and highlight the fact that I'm not impressed and that he's kind of been a bit ridiculous about it. Um, I wouldn't be having a go at him. I'd just be like, um, I don't know how I'd put it, but I'd probably say like, were you, going to pl- were you planning on telling me that you're engaged? Um, because it's kind of strange that I find out this stuff from your sister and, you know, I'd love to be able to talk to our daughter about it to kind of, you know, help her through it as well. I think always bringing it back to the child because, oh, look, a lot of these guys are narcissists. Not all of them. I think the term is completely overused, but they're very into themselves and they think that anything that we do, it might be because of them or something, has you know, has to do with them. And, Really, we're just getting on with our life and we don't actually well, I'm speaking for myself here, but we don't care that much about them. You know, care about him. Obviously I don't want anything bad to happen, it's my daughter's dad. But like anything I do is not anything to do with him, like it's not because of him I'm not trying to piss him off it's nothing like that he might be thinking that you'll be devastated he might be thinking that you'll get angry and I think always just bringing back to the kids like you know you can make a joke about it. you can go why don't you tell me like (laughs) I actually don't care what you do but for me like what's important is looking after our child's best interest and that kind of makes them hopefully that would hopefully make them think about it twice and see that you're being quite mature about it and that you don't really care what they do. And if you do, you might want to pretend that you don't. (laughs) I don't know. It's up to you. But, um, yeah. And just like, you know, making it about, making it about the kid. But yeah, I think it's just crazy. Like, I think it's so odd. I mean, I've heard of parents getting remarried and not even mentioning it. And, um, I mean, on one hand, they have no obligation to. It's not like there's a rule where you have to tell your ex-wife or husband, you know, what you're doing. But yeah, you would think that it is just kind of like a common courtesy, I guess. You know, I've talked a lot about having a child using a sperm donor. I've talked about it a lot. Um, I do want to talk about it in more detail and I will be. I'm planning on doing it on this podcast's third birthday, which is coming up in the middle of August. And I will, you know, fill you in a lot more. But that's something I've actually talked to my ex about because I think it's important for him to know, like that really has a huge impact on my daughter. Plus she's so excited. She wants a sibling so bad and I know that she might bring it up with him and it's going to go down a lot better if it comes from me than if it comes from her. And I, I am trying to do my best to keep our co-parenting relationship calm. So yeah, anyway, those are, those are my two cents. I would, definitely try if you do bring it up though for anyone in this situation try not to get angry about it because if you do if you show them that you're really upset about it either they're going to get some sick satisfaction from that or they're going to be less inclined to share with you in the future so just keep that in mind try to keep your emotions in check i know it's really hard but sometimes you just got to go okay it's just business relationship business relationship okay next question is via email she wrote hi julia thank you for sharing so much of your knowledge it has really helped me the last month with my breakup i was with my baby daddy for four years we lived together we worked together everything was beyond amazing i then fell pregnant at 16 which we never second guessed we had a beautiful girl on july the 22nd who is nearly one recently we have split up he was cheating with one of the girls he worked with and when I found out I booked a plane ticket and came home to the gold coast the girl he was sleeping with then moved in two days after my daughter and I left and they're now together three weeks later he lives in Rockhampton and we live on the gold coast although I would never hold his daughter away from him He's expecting for her to fly to see them and stay for a few days in Rockhampton. The thought of my daughter in a different state makes me sick and I could not go through it. She is only a baby. I am so scared of his new girlfriend playing mum. Whenever we talk, I have a lot of anger towards him and so does he. How do I learn to co-parent? Also, what would you do about the visiting situation? Thanks a lot. Oh, honey, this is tough. I mean, this is really tough. I really feel for you so much. And I think there's some really positive things about this. For instance, it's great that you got to go home. I think so many people are trapped in a place that they don't want to be and it's really hard for them to get home. So I think in one sense, the fact that he let you come home is is great. You know, at least you've got your support network and you're near your loved ones, especially now that you're a single parent. I think the fact that what he's done in terms of, you know, moving in with this person so quickly and, I mean, that's heartbreaking. It's really cruel and it's obviously, it's like a stab in the heart. Um, I think, you know, it's really nice. You're saying you never hold his daughter away from him and, you know, that's that's kind of the way I see it too. Like, I think that is the best thing to do and a lot of people, they get angry and they they they... Let their anger get the better of them and they forget sometimes to do what's actually right for the baby and they they don't let their ex see their children because they're so angry and they're hurting. And look, I can understand this. I'm not having a go at anybody who's done this because I know that when you are hurting, sometimes that is just all you know and I know that everybody is just doing their best in any moment you know. and that's all we can do. I think you've got a really good attitude I can totally understand your fear of, you know, having your daughter in a different state. I, my personal opinion is that she's too young, like she's going to have a very attached bond to you and for her to just suddenly go somewhere else and hang out with the father and his new partner, it's, it's a tough one. When my daughter... And I, we used to fly to Perth and we live in Sydney so that my daughter could stay with her dad. And I used to stay with him. And I'm not suggesting you do that because I think, it. having I mean, you know, if his girlfriend lives there, like you don't want to put yourself through that. That would be like torture. But I was there because she needed me, you know, so maybe in your case, you fly down for a few days, but you don't stay with him. And he is free to see your daughter during the day. You could say, look, you can have her for a couple of hours this day. You could, you know, spend some time with her on this day and this day. Um, She'll be doing overnights with me. She's too young, you know. And there's actually a really good paper on this, and I will link to it in the show notes written by a judge. Um, And it's about overcare arrangements that she recommends in children of separated parents under four. And... You know, she kind of talks about how it's important just for the child to have a primary carer and these overnights are not essential at this age. It's something that you can do when she's older. And I think when you talk to your ex, like I would be always saying, I'm not saying this is forever. I'm just saying for right now, like she is a baby. And I'm not saying that I don't want you to have a relationship with her. I absolutely do. And I'm willing to go to Rockhampton. I'm willing to spend some time there every so often so that she can see you and build a relationship with you. I'm happy to facilitate that at this age while she is so little, of course. But I don't feel comfortable with doing overnight stays. And you could say, this is why. You could give him the research paper. You know, it always helps when you have information that doesn't come from you because for some reason they don't like listening to us. They think we don't know anything sometimes. But if it comes from someone else, they're a little bit more inclined to listen or well, maybe that's just my ex i don't know but um i think you'd you know you're going through a lot and i think um that's what i would do about the the visiting situation in terms of co-parenting i i think you're thinking about it too much right now i think your daughter's so little I think we can overwhelm ourselves thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? She's going to turn two. She's going to turn three. I'm going to have these parties. He's going to be there. I have to speak with him. I have to go to school parent teacher nights with him. You know, don't even think about that right now. You just at the moment work on this visiting situation and know that the co-parenting situation will work itself out. It is not easy. Let me tell you, it is hard and I've been doing it for six years and it's still hard, but I have learned some really good strategies that have helped me with that and I do have a podcast on it. I will link to it, but I think most importantly... And this is probably too fresh for you, even you know. To it may not even be possible, but like to take the emotion out of it, and it's hard when you're grieving and you're, you're you've been betrayed. It's really difficult. And it's take the emotion out of it and to look at it like a business relationship, and that's why I think right now just don't even think about it. I think you will learn to co-parent with time. It will become easier. Right now, you'd worry about the grief. You worry about setting yourself up so that you and your daughter can have a great life on the Gold Coast. You worry about your own emotional health, your own mental health, your own physical health, you and your daughter. Don't even worry about this co-parenting situation. You take it as it comes and... You will find that, you know, if, if, you, if you're like me, you'll find that at the beginning, it's hard. It's really hard. And sometimes I used to just cry and cry and cry. And I would just go, how I can't see this ever ending, you know, it's never going to change. It's so hard. I can't believe this is my life. And I got myself in such a state thinking about it. And what I would probably tell myself five, six years ago is, Julia, calm down. Right now, it feels impossible. Right now, it feels like it's never going to change. Right now, it feels like it is going to be agony and excruciating and painful forever. But just focus on now. Just focus on this month. Just focus on the next visit and everything will be okay. And you can't see it now but with time, you will learn strategies. You will learn ways to not let it affect you. You are not going to let this affect your life because you are amazing. And this is not it. This is not your life. That's Don't tell yourself that this is your story. So that's what I would probably tell myself. And I hope that helps you a little bit as well. But I will link to that co-parenting blog. Oh, I can't remember now if I did a podcast or a blog post, but I will find it. I will link to it in the show notes. I encourage you to read it or listen to it. But also, just don't worry about it too much just yet. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sending your questions in. And I just wanted to reiterate that people who send me in questions, I don't just read them out, you know, without permission. I definitely... Will email back. I will say, is it okay if I use this for a podcast? You know, because I can't get back to everyone individually. I just, I just literally don't have enough hours in the day. And this is why I love sharing it because this way it helps more than one person as well. Which I just think we can all learn so much from each other's stories. And that's why I love having single moms sharing their story on here as well, because it does. It brings us together. It makes us see that we're not alone. And that we can get through it. So anyway, if you have a question that you want me to answer on one of these Ask Julia style episodes, please send it to me. You can email me at julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And if you just want to connect, I'm always hanging out on Instagram and Facebook. You can connect with me there at Single Mother Survival Guide. As I mentioned at the start of the episode, I would absolutely love if you could rate this podcast in iTunes or whichever platform you listen on, or if you have a few minutes even writing a review, that would be amazing. If you enjoyed this podcast and it helps single moms find this podcast, so thank you so much. And if this is the first time that you've ever listened to one, I hope you liked it and I hope to see you again next week but for everyone thank you so much for listening i hope you have a wonderful day or evening depending on where you are and when you're listening and i look forward to speaking with you again next week okay bye for now